Once was a land of woe and strife Where the people were bereft of hope They prayed to their gods of might and light To deliver the heroes of old Instead they got Heroes, did you hear the quotes in my voice of moral ambiguity? They may help or may not help you at all, depends on what's in it for them. They kick and they punch and they maul and they smash, they lie and they scheme and they burn and they slash. Succeed or fail, it has to the tell, dungeons and debacles starts now. Hello and welcome everyone to this episode of the Dungeons and Debacles podcast. I am your host and Dungeon Master, Kevin. Going around the table, Blake. Hi, I'm Blake, and I'll be playing Juliet, the Dragonborn Eldritch Knight. I gotta remember that. <laughs> and Shane. That's my name. Playing Alexander, the Bard slash Wizard. And John. What up, sluts? Playing Illuminas, Elven Monk. And Oliver. I am Oliver, and I will be playing Edel Belmont, the Paladin Hellsworn. So the last time on Dungeons and Debacles podcast, you find yourself in a predicament. Uh, the Kraken had damaged your boat, and you landed on the grass aisle. Uh, you met some kids, and they uh, directed you to some of their elders who took you into their village. And you met the chief of the village, um, who decided that um, you really didn't have anything that he wanted um, to trade with you, such as normally gold. So um, after a, a night of uh, drinking and debauchery um, and getting a feel for you, he has decided that you are morally flexible enough to take care of a problem that he has uh, with someone who has been basically talking shit about him and the way that he became the leader of the tribes. So you haven't accepted a contract to take this guy out and deliver his head to the tribal chief in exchange for some wood and tar. Um, after that long night of drinking, um, you have uh, decided to go to sleep, and that's where we are. All right, so uh, Shane, I'm going to need you to drop down into the secret channel. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> okay, what do we got? What All right, I'm going to need you to make a wisdom save. Doing it. Nine. All right, you sleep through the night without uh, any sort of trouble. It's mainly a dreamless sleep because of uh, all the alcohol. Okay. The next morning, uh, everybody gets up, probably Adel's head's aching a little bit. Ow. <laughs> I didn't hydrate. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's half work. He can roll to avoid that, right? Oh yeah, that's true. You probably get a. Bonus I was I was that. I was actually looking that up um, to see if I have like any like you have a poison bonus stuff. or something. I'm pretty sure I do. I don't need you to roll for anything. We'll just move okay. along. <laughs> so the uh, the morning comes and uh, you get up and it appears that uh, most of the half works of. You know, been up for a couple of hours and, you know, they're getting, you know, some porridge and some uh, boar and venison um, left over from last night, trying to get some breakfast ready. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm guessing you're probably going to grab some breakfast. And yeah. uh, 
so you guys are getting some place together and uh, grom comes up to you and you know says uh um i'll i'll speak to you after uh we break fast whenever you're ready for it that's nuts so uh you guys have your breakfast and uh when you uh everybody uh, appears they're done uh, grom says oh, i would speak with you now and uh he motions uh for you to follow him to uh his uh your we do so yep <laughs> you guys go in and uh there's two other uh half orcs in there that uh you think's probably like his honor guard or something like that mm-hmm. it's like first mate or something like oh, well, he's not on a ship. Well, I'm <laughs> right hand man, second in command. He's teniente. <laughs> Grom says, "Now we will speak of business. What is it that you need, Alexander? What do we need? Tar and wood. <laughs> yeah, we need uh, how much was the amount again? It was like ten. There you go. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, we need a hundred feet of timber and ten gallons of tar." Grom says, "Yes, we have what you need." What do you have to trade? Uh, we have gold, if you like that. If not, we can find something else to trade for. He says, gold has very little value here. We work with our hands and our steel. Do you have any livestock to trade? Livestock? Uh, not really. We personally don't. Does the ship have any? Ships often carry stuff like that. No, you would know that there was no livestock on the ship when you guys left. Um, what do we have? I could give him a contract to make his <laughs> land plentiful, but I don't think you guys want me to do that. You could ask. You kind of got trade? the you kind of got the feeling from you know last night the the whole he's not into the whole hellsworn thing. I mean, <laughs> but he is into making the place like fruitful. But it already is. Maybe we could kill some lions for him. Yeah. Uh, how like about we lion ha- pelts? A hundred Palestinian foreskins. Foreskins. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, we don't have any livestock. What do you but, need uh, that for? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So how how many lions would it? So we don't have any livestock or anything particular of value to use. So. Would it be possible for us to do something on your request to pay for it, like hunt down like uh, some lions, something like that for you? Slay no. an animal. No, we we have no need of lions around here, but there may be something that you can trade. He uh, looks at the uh, the two other guards and says, "Leave us." And the uh, other half orcs in the room uh, leave the yurt, and uh, they're kind of like staring you down as they leave. And uh, you kind of get the feeling that they don't like leaving you alone with their chief. Yeah, that's the reason. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. After a few minutes goes by, after the uh, the orcs leave, um, Grom uh, looks at you and says, "If you've truly fought and defeated a kraken, you must be great warriors, even though you don't look it. I mean, no dishonor. If you truly have prowess, this task should not be a challenge for you. That you seem, well, no dishonor meant, but flexible." I would do it myself, not exactly be honorable. I have, I wouldn't call it a problem, more of a irritation. I became the head of this tribe little more than six moons ago. Since then, some malcontents have been questioning the line of succession of our tribes, which is ridiculous. They are led by Tus Bonebreaker, the son of the elderly chief. He thinks he should have been chief, but he was too much of a coward to face me in combat. 
I killed his father, Jorsh, our last chief in honorable combat, but Tusk decided to leave the tribe and form his own clan in the hills. I wouldn't care if their people if I wouldn't care if their people didn't come to trade and spread rumors about me cheating in combat, which is ridiculous. I killed the old chief in front of many witnesses in combat <clears throat> when he became old and feeble-minded, as is our way. There's no retirement for a chief here. I cannot honorably squash this, but there is nothing unhonorable if this rebellion doesn't end by my hand, so here's my offer. Go to the hills to the west. It's a day's walk from here. Kill Tusk and bring me his head as proof. Attack him at night and leave no witnesses to your deed. Do not tell anyone of your task or what's been discussed here. That would be unfortunate for you. And you notice he's saying that he's like absently thumbing the edge of his axe. <clears throat> when you return his head, I will give you what you need and you will be welcome here as a friend of Grom. Dope. You got it. <laughs> I love Shane's response. Alright. <laughs> Doesn't seem that hard. I don't know, man. Uh, besides yeah. getting rid of them, uh, would you like us to try and put the blame on someone else or just make it seem like, uh, or does no one really care what happens to them? As long as we're not tied to it, I don't care. Make it look like lions for all I care. Got it. That's going to be hard. Yeah, whatever uh, seems pretty reasonable, boss. I got you. We'll get this done. Got you, fam. I'm not even going to make you make a history check for this, but... Um, you're putting two to two together that, uh, Tusk Bonebreaker, the, uh, one that he just told you to go kill is a descendant of Borsh, who was one of the, uh, saviors. Okay. Oh. So if you think anybody's got that sword, it's probably him. Well, yep. Well, I guess we'll be on our leave. We'll go figure it out and return whenever the request is done. Good journey. Yes, sir. Uh, before we leave, would it be possible to get, a um, a little bit, some rations, say lion meat, something similar lion before we meat. go away. That's kind of, why don't we just get some boar instead of lion meat? Uh, lion seems borscht. more plentiful. He says, yes, yes, take whatever boar and venison you need. Got it, thank you. And where would this be located? <laughs> outside. <laughs> out, out, outside. Got it. Thanks. Mm, bye. 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 <laughs> bye. <laughs> Goodbye. You Love you. You hang up first. You hang up first. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I leave. Shane's yep. always gonna go making it weird. So I'm guessing everybody's getting their rations together. Correct. Yep. All right. So uh, you know, you spend 20, 30 minutes or so gathering, uh, you know, some some meat for the trail and filling up your water skins, and then uh, uh, you head off towards the hills. While we're walking, I address the party and like. Hey, so you know how, like, almost every one of these things has a well in the center of it? Yeah. One of what yeah. things? A well. The village, yeah, they have a well. Yeah, uh, I would assume that they have a well for their village over there. All right. Uh, and we have a good bit of poison with us, don't he? What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> he wants to poison Borscht instead of fighting him. Oh. Yeah, it's a whole thing of half-orcs, guys. Like I don't, I don't <laughs> think that's something that we can just go head on against. I don't see why not. Yeah, we'll just poison poison their well. Why don't we challenge him? That sounds terrible. I mean, do you do you want to fight him? Yeah. 
I mean, if you want to try to first, sure, it's up to you. But uh, let's see. I if... propose that we just poison their well and let things happen. How about we go meet him first? Why? Because no nine, no, your enemy. He's a half work. We just have to kill him. It's not hard. Fine. It's not I... boat science. I don't know if that's the best idea, though. Uh, I could care less about the innocents, honestly. But think he about is. it. He's more or less the heir apparent. He's the, the real one. The champion? The champion. And he may have called it cowardice on the other side. But what I see is a huge opportunity. If we were to kill the other side, for instance, we would still be able to get our lumber and our tar... And we'd have the thanks of another tribe, as well as the true heir, who would probably be able to give us what we want. In addition to the tar and timber, I mean. I don't know, man. After all, what? tipping him off of against a assassination attempt, I think that'd go pretty far. Mm. Oh. But what do we need their assistance for? They're not going to be leaving the aisles. Yeah, we're gonna be. We're gonna like leave well, here. We still need the tar and lumber. That's what Yeah, but I but I mean like their tribe is smaller than the main tribe that we came from. Exactly. So if we kill them and then go back and get our tar and lumber, we'll have we already have a good reputation with the larger tribe. So what's the point of killing the larger tribe and doing more work when we can kill the smaller tribe and get everything that we need? Well, they have the sword, of course. We don't know where it is. We'll find it. It's there's only I doubt that he would like bury it in the middle of the woods. It's not as if it's a sacred item. Well, it was Borsh Bonebreakers. Why would he bury it in the woods? <laughs> exactly. That's unreasonable. You're unreasonable. It's somewhere in the village, I would assume. Hell, he might even be on his person. Mm. Now, that would be convenient, but somehow I doubt that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think a certain someone would make it that easy. Um. Well, if you guys all agree that's the plan, then by all means. Yeah. I think it'd just be easier to just kill the smaller tribe and get our get our goods and go away. But I mean, what what do you really need the sword for? Like money. <laughs> well, it's it's obviously one of the artifacts. Come on. If it is, then we would really, really want that. Yes. Suppose. So we're all in unison that this is the artifact. No, I, I have no I idea. Think make that it. The artifact is actually the girdle of heroes, which was created by Borsh Brunbreaker. And the sword is just sort of a coincidence. Okay, so you're telling me is that Juliet misled me. So far, yes. Misled? Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're a liar and a cheat. Everyone knows it. <laughs> <laughs> or was mistaken. These things happen. Alright, fine. Here, Here's the real reason for that sword. Long ago, the... Uh... <laughs> Once on upon second. a time. Once upon a time. So... The belt we're after, that is the true artifact. The sword is not. But, as I said, it's created by Borsh Bonebreaker, who happened to be something of a archmage as well as a seasoned fighter. It's currently, or at least the last known location, was in Bonebreaker's keep. It'd be nice to A, know where it was, and B possibly have a means to access it if we have the sword and he was a prolific swordsman that may be a key of some sort or a sign of power we can't afford to leave it here and then suddenly be unable to reach the girdle yeah um we could do like we did the mayor just sneak in 
no idea what anybody's talking about. Oh, the mayor. Yeah, the mayor. I thought you said the mayor. I was like, when did we kill a mayor? <laughs> Why are we killing yeah. random horses? Well, we did abandon yeah. Wilbur. Wilbur! Uh, I, me and me and Shelly, I never remember Wilbur. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wilbur. But, uh, yeah, we could attempt to uh, sneak in, do some sort of uh, information gathering and assassination. All right. Yeah, see what information Shoot we have. Shoot them cannon. These, uh, these, orc, these half orcs don't seem like the wisest of people. I don't know about that. Yeah, they're not that. stupid in 5th edition, not anymore. No. Thankfully. Eh, eh, eh. The game alert. <laughs> the game alert. Yeah, right. stop metagaming, guys. Yeah, but um, are we all in on uh, breaking in, trying to get information out of them, assassinating, and then poisoning them all? Sure. Sounds okay. Uh, I would propose that we poison the well in the middle of the night, and then at the same time afterwards, go and try and get the information out of them. So that way, if our attempt does fail and we escape, we do have a fallback, and that their poison, that their well will be poisoned, which will probably devastate the tribe. Yeah, and at that point, we can just come back. And take I mean, them they out. do they do drink really strong liquor. That's something to consider. Also, consider that we're trying to interrogate him, and we don't want another incident where someone tortures someone, and then everybody hears, because I don't want an entire orc tribe running after us in the yeah, dark. Yeah, Shane, God, why'd you do that? <laughs> huh? Adel, I will murder you in your sleep, too. Why? I'm a valuable team member. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> so, what, what's everyone's, uh, what does everyone want to do? So, I, I said my piece. They don't always have a better idea. I feel like we should go scout out the area and the people. And see how many of them there are and how they're situated. Things exactly. like that. Exactly. No thine enemy. Yeah, that's reasonable. Right. What do you guys say, Juliet? What do you want to do? I'm going with whatever plan you guys want. I already had my say. It's up to you. Democracy. Okay. It so only works half the time. <laughs> okay. Hey, um, Kevin. Yes. So while we were at the uh, last uh, village at night, did they happen to have like torches and stuff going on so people could see, or did they just operate off of like the sun and moonlight? Um, no, I mean they they had a big bonfire going and a cook fire and um, white nationalist tiki torches. <laughs> <laughs> white nationalist tiki torches. Okay, I guess I guess it's planned. Let's go. We can just set up camp like. Um, a bit away from there. We do know where the tribe is, right? What you like know is you, the grass aisle is pretty flat. Um, mm -hmm. So any elevation is noticeable for like miles and miles and miles. And you're told that uh, it's about a, a day's walk away and uh, you can see the hills. So mm -hmm. it's, and you also know it's to the West. So you're just following okay. that direction. Yeah, just want to make sure they're not just wandering awkwardly in the wrong direction. I guess we'll start going, figure out where it is, and set up camp uh, a good distance away. It is getting on towards dusk, and uh, you think it's probably a good time uh, to be making camp. Uh, give me a nature check, everybody. You got it. Nature, nature. The lions will devour your souls. Nature yes, is my friend. <laughs> Nine. I like Nine. dancing Seven, all day two. long. That's a two. Ah! Alexander's getting all the good rolls today. Boy. Doing pretty good. 
Except for the uh, two, one. two performance classes. No, no, you're doing well. Definitely not doing good. You're evil. Really? This is what happens when you make <laughs> packs with the devil. <laughs> make you pack with the devil if you want. So Alexander would know with the, uh, a nature check of 17, with all the talk of uh, lions in the area, um, you know that they are most active around dusk. And it's oh, currently like dusk. Now? Oh, 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 how convenient. Got <laughs> some giant kitties. So I'm going to need everybody to place their tokens on this map. Oh, right. we're, getting, we're getting attacked. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Drag and drop. Dusk. Drag and uh, drop. I'm at 38. So uh, where do you want us? Where are you pinging? Where I'm pinging right That's there. So where should we all be? We're here? We yeah. out here. Yeah. Um, place your characters where I'm pinging. I'm going to get in that front line, though. And then everybody add your scores into your bubbles and add yourself to the initiative sheet. So we're at full health, correct? That is correct. All right. Yeah. LSU just had so much liquor within, within the last, like, 48 hours that it's just a detriment to your health. I've got dwarven resistance. I'll be fine. No resistance. <laughs> I got. The, I'm half. <laughs> That's a large lion. Hi, Kitty. It's a pretty big lion. Should we try talking? I'm not that's lion. A, that's a bigger cat. Big cat. Panty. Big cat. Of course, we run into a lion. Well, yeah. There's a lot of them around. There are. It is a. It is an isle of of lions. That's why people usually don't stay here. All right, so first up is going to be a Lunados. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. It's his full movement to go and stick his quarter stack right in line with the butt. It's gross. Yeah. <laughs> it's really gross. Okay, and quarter staff. Bam. 14 to hit. That's going to hit. Five damage. He'll go ahead and use a cheat point in the bonus section to do a, uh, let's see, his flurry of blows, which gives him, let's see, another attack. 23 to hit. <laughs> that will hit. Okay, so, let's see, I'm sure he attacks twice with flurry of blows, or hits twice. So, mm -hmm. so there's one attack for five more damage, and another attack, 24, for eight more damage. Wow. A little 18 damage on that line. Gross. Beginning to think your tracker's broken. <laughs> what, what's your what's your uh, to hit? Plus six all told because he's using plus four from dexterity, plus two from proficiency. So that would have been uh, eighteen plus six. six yes. Alrighty. Uh, anything else you can do? Uh, nope. That was his move, his attack, and his bonus action. All right. Next up is Alexander. Okay. Sing it a song. Get a course. I'll just go and start off strong, since we're probably going to be sleeping after. This is uh, before we sleep for the night, right? No. Uh, yeah. It's duck. Wait. Yeah. We can't yeah. go to sleep, or we can go and try and assassinate the guy. I would oh, but, like, we don't have to do it tonight. Like, no, yeah, that's why it's an either-or kind of thing. Yeah. So, I'm just going to use my big spells. I'm using Flaming Spear. Oh, wow. Uh, 
So within 60 feet, I make a five foot diameter sphere of fire that appears in unoccupied space of my choice within range and lasts for the duration, which is up to one minute. Uh, any creature that ends its turn within five feet of the sphere must make a dex save. Uh, if they do, they take half damage of 2d6. And if they don't make the save, they uh, take the full 2d6 damage. Uh, as a bonus action, I can move it 30 feet. I can move it over objects and stuff. And I will go ahead and cast it. And I'll uh, put it right on this one. And that is that a targeted spell or is that just no, a save against it, DC? It's a conjuration. Yeah, I just put it down. And then if somebody ends their... Yeah, if they end their turn within five feet of it, like uh, any adjacent squares, they have to make a save. So does it do damage this round? Yeah. Okay. What's the uh, the? Is it a so, deck save? It is a deck save. And what's the uh, DC thirteen? Deck saving throw. Let me check. Uh, should be my spells. Spell save of fourteen. Yeah, that's a fail. He failed. Okay, so he's taking two d six. Flash roll. 2d6, 5. Did my action. Did my... Don't have a... I don't really want to use a move action. Oh, I can. I don't want to do that. I'll move my guy, like, right there. And pass. All right, Adel, you're up. I am going to move him, move up and hit it with my sword. <laughs> That's a 14. Uh, that is a hit. Hell yeah. I'm going to do damage now. 12 damage. All right, what's it look like when you take this line out? I'm I'm gonna run up to it and literally just stab it in the forehead, and then it goes and I pull out my sword. All right, everybody, give me a perception check. Perception. Hey Oliver, just so you know, you do take damage from my sphere. What? Why? Uh, because you're within five feet of it. That's not how that works. I'm pretty sure. Um, does it say uh, uh, does it say creatures or enemies? In the description, it says creatures. Yeah, if you end your turn there, Oliver, you Any are going to take damage. Answer. And since you used all of your <laughs> movement, but that's to get like there. the end of the combat. Did you and use I did not. I used five instead of six. So take a step to the right. Maybe there. Yeah. Use your bonus action to strafe. Yeah. There. Well, you can move, attack, and then finish the rest of your move. That's fine. Anyway. I mean, that was pretty much the end of the combat. Uh, you don't know that. <laughs> I know, there's probably more lions because of pride. Uh, <laughs> so, Adel and Alexander, I'm going to need perception checks. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Alright. Uh, five, passive 13. So, nat one, and while I do that, I'm going to start channeling my divinity. Does anybody have a passive perception of 15 or higher? No. No. I don't think anybody has a surprise wisdom in our party. I'm, cha- I'm channeling my divinity and making my sword glow and stuff. Those are some rolls. Those are some slow-ass lines. If they are lines. So I made my weapon magical, and it makes a dim light, a bright light emit from 10 feet radius, and then dim 10 feet beyond that. Wait a metagame. Juliet, it's yep. your turn. Oh, I don't see any more lines, right? You don't. Fantastic. Does my light help, or is it not dar- that dark? So oh, actually, no, I take that back. It's not uh, Juliet's turn. I just uh, added them in. So lion number oh. four is going to pop out of nowhere and take a swing at eight. What a hero. This is what you get from metagaming, Oliver. What do you mean? The price you pay. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, that is going to be a bite 
and that is an 18. Does that hit? Barely. It's going to do 8 damage. Uh, so that's 26, I believe. That hurt. Next up is going to be Lion number 2, and that is going to pop up behind Juliet. That is going to take a swing with its claw, and that is a 17 for 4 damage. Bad kitty. Bad kitty. Bad kitty. All right, next Um, up is Juliet. I'm not going to take this thing down. Hastily picking up her halberd. She's going to take a nice slice and show who's got real claws. Oh, that is not what I wanted. 11. Are you going to kill it and then be like, look what the cat dragged in? (laughs) Thanks for stealing my line. (laughs) Uh, That's it for me. I miss. Oh, wait. uh, No, can't do anything else. Never mind. Catching catching one-liners are for people who hit. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Kevin. Yes. Uh, How long after killing the last lion did it take for these other lions to jump in? Uh, Almost immediately. Uh, Just want to make sure to see if my flame stir is still happening. Uh, It would be there until you dismiss it. No, it's uh, it's only for, I want to say, a minute. Well, look it up, you still Right, but a minute's like six rounds. So, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, this this just happened instantaneously. You killed yeah, that Yeah, I just want to make sure that it wasn't like, we killed it, there was a calm, and then for like 30 seconds and they jumped in. Nope. Got it. All right, it. so next up is Alunidas. Hey, Alunidas. Want to go up behind this lion? Stop poking lions in the butt. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> and he is going to quarterstaff. Does he have flank Dude. or no? Wait, nope. He has opportunity. Or yes, he is flanking. So, not a crit miss, but a twenty-five to hit. That will hit. All right, ten, and then flurry of blows. Eleven. That's gonna miss. Um, oh, thirteen. Twenty-three. That will hit. Jesus. Okay, so he does Just five more damage. And that, this time, I'm going to pay attention to what my way of the other hand does for me, and I'm going to. Um, knock that lion down. Save versus dex. Making that dex check. Just a, just a heads up, it was a 13 on the first flurry of bullets. Oh, yes, it was. It? I, yeah. I don't know if that hit or not. On the first flurry of I doubt it. Oh, actually, yeah, that did hit. Okay, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Total of 20 damage on that line this turn. And it's knocked prone unless it uh, gets Dies. saved and prone next turn. Uh, what's the DC? 13. Uh, it fell. Okay. Hmm. damage, and it's on the ground. Made me look bad. <laughs> all right. Uh, is that all you can do? Uh, that's all I'm going to do. Is that all you can do? Are you done? It's my go. Uh, I'll use my bonus action. It's actually not. It's oh, Lion 3. Oh. Lion 3 stand? Okay. Sure. Uh, Lion 3 is going to pop up behind you. He's going to make love to you, Shane. <laughs> and it is going to swipe at you with a claw. That's a 14. Ah, I'm a lion too. Go away. <laughs> that's a 14. Does that hit? Yeah, I'm a 14. All right. So that's going to be seven damage. I am down to 31 HP. What would happen if I had plate armor? You're right. <laughs> that one stat point would have saved you. Still one more line. Uh, now is it my go? Oh nope. no, Lion 5's turn. <laughs> oh man. So Lion 5 is going to pop up behind uh, John. Hi, John. Alunidas. Hi, Alunidas. Alunidas. 
and uh, it is going to take a swipe at you, and one cool feature of these lions is if it, they're within five feet of each other, they get combat advantage. Oh. Oh my. Oh, that is a 24 for crit. Woo! Oh, Ooh, he's so trying! Let try to... We're at the crit table. Yeah, so that's going to be 12 points of damage. Hey, Kevin. What? Are these guys taking out four spaces or two spaces? Two spaces. Can you, can you like, me put line Jingle five it? not in the middle? Thanks. I, <laughs> I love the little slow <laughs> movement it made. It's confusing me a lot. I'm like, this one looks like it's taking four spaces. And this He's a paralegal. Cool. Filing is very important. Thanks. It's messing with your OCD. A tiny bit. But it's like, I need to make sure so that my sphere hits. So that's a 15. That's disarming strike. One target drops weapon and must use a move action to pick it up. If target is a magic user, they may use a standard action. They may only use the standard action for the next round. So you are going to drop your quarter staff. Totally dropped it. Is it my turn now? Yes, it's your turn now. <laughs> it's finally happening. I'm going to try and pierce this line with my spear. Uh, did you also move your sphere? Oh, uh huh. You said something about spear, so I was... Yeah, my spear. I'm moving it with my bonus I action. I have a spear. And spear and What's the... Um, six. What's the movement on that? Uh, it's 30 feet with a bonus action. I only moved to like 15, I want to say. Okay. Yeah. Uh, mm. Can you have it roll a deck save? Uh, 14. Uh, it passes. Passes, so it's taking 1d6... Two, half of 2d6. Roll 2d6... Uh, two damage, and then I will attempt to hit it with my. Uh, I use my move action to. Um, yeah, I'll use my move action to switch to a longsword and attempt to hit the lion. You're bad at longsword though. But I got the magic longsword that gives me a plus one to attack and hit. You really shouldn't bring them up to zero. <laughs> Do you use a longsword? Yeah, I can. You can, but are you? No. Do you that's, use that's Dan. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah, I'm man. sorry, Shane. That, I, that plus one, hell yeah, right? Yeah, man. I got. I rolled a whole three. Let it be known. So, Jeez. did you just roll a critical miss? Yeah. Did. Did. All uh, right, let's roll the crit table. <laughs> what? Roll me a d20. D20? Sure. You having fun yet, Shane? I'm having a lot of fun. Feeling it now, Mr. Oh, Krabs. mama. Zooey mama. Uh, well, it, um, so that's disarmed. You drop your weapon and must use a move action to pick it up. If you've already moved this round, you cannot attack and must use your move action in the next round to recover your weapon. If you were great. casting a spell, it automatically fills and you lose your action next round. Any concentration effects are immediately lost. I don't think it's concentration. I'll check. Pretty sure it is. Yeah, I'm pretty also, sure that he wasn't is too. using a spell for this attack, so he should still have his spear. Now, any concentration effects are lost. Flaming spear, conjuration. Yes, concentration. You're right. You're right. <laughs> All right. Boom. So your spear goes away. Cool. I dropped my long sword. And uh, can I use more than my standard action next turn? 
Um, have you used your you used your I've done, action? I've used, I've used all my actions this turn. Okay. Talk about next. Yeah, I mean, next turn, uh, you have to use a move action to pick it up. Got it. Yeah, I just remember that for Lunados, he, uh, he could only use, like, a standard action or something. So... Uh, next... don't, don't worry about it. My turn's done. Okay, next up is Adel. I am going to... I feed over, and I'm going to place... Use my channel divinity and put my sword in the ground, which causes a chain reaction, pretty much, of fire. They have to make a dexterity saving throw. Uh, they have to make a, a saving throw, and I believe the law, it, it is a line. What's the spell? Uh, Hellfire weapon. It's my channel divinity for my Hellsworn. Hold on, first. I'm looking it up. All right, so I slam my weapon into the ground, unleashing a line of Hellfire 30 feet long, feet wide, in the direction you are facing. Each creature in this line must make a dexterity saving. So 30 feet wide and 30 feet long. No, it's it's five feet wide, thirty feet long. Sorry. So that'll hit line number four and line number five. Correct. So I roll four d six, I believe. Well, don't they have to roll deck save? Or yeah, you have to roll that, and then they can save for half, right? I think it just happens. Uh, I doubt that. Yeah, it just says I place my weapon in the ground, and then they have to make a dexterity saving throw. A saving throw against your spell save DC. A creature takes 46 damage on a failed save, half as much on a successful one. Your spell reason. save DC is 12. Mine is? Okay. So the first one fails, and the second one passes. Alright. That seems so, like a lot of damage. 46. Oh, let me roll it up. Fire damage. 12. Alright, so uh, describe to me what it looks like when you kill this uh, first lion, lion in front of you. So I take, my I take my blade and I flip it around and I smash it into the ground and it gets engulfed in the, in the flames and incinerates. And then the fifth lion takes six damage, I believe, on a pass. And then you just smell like burnt cat hair and it's the worst. Yummy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anything else you can do? Uh, not that I know of. Unless somebody wants me to do, like, wait, can I do lay on hands real quick? Um, if you've used, you've used your standard, you haven't used your move or your bonus. So is lay on I hands. Use, I use one, uh, one square of movement, so five feet of movement. Okay, is lay on hands a bonus action or a standard? The regular action. Is it? Yeah, it's an action. So I'm done. Okay, uh, so next up is lion number two that is going to take a bite at Juliet, and that is a 12. That's going to miss. Yep. And Juliet, you're up. All right, payback time. <laughs> Swing and a nine. Fuck everything. All right. <laughs> I'm going to use my action surge. Fuck it for a new... Uh... <laughs> God damn, I'm going to make another attack. Oh joy! Uh, that's a that's a critical <laughs> fail. Nice. So roll me a d twenty. You got it. Oh, now I roll high. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's a seventeen. That's easy target. You grant combat advantage until the end of your next turn. God damn it! All right, that's it for me then. Oh, is that a crit fail? Yeah, you where are you are like a minute behind. <laughs> There's a lot of those today. Two crit fails on our side and crit success on theirs. All right. Um, 
let's see. I guess uh, I'll go ahead and use my move action to pick up my staff. No big deal. And then, two hands, I'll go ahead and smack the crap out of this stupid cat. 25. Leave him alone. Wow, dude, you are just rocking it today. That's what I hit. <laughs> okay. And first flurry blows is a critical hit. Wow. For 10 more damage. And the second is oh. uh, only eight. <laughs> All right, so describe to me what it looks like when you kill this thing. <laughs> smack, smack, smack. The quarterstaff just sort of goes in and in and into its head, just sort of pounding a hole. So um, just sort of uh, just smacking it over and over and in the head, just you know, sort of digging a hole with the blunt end of the quarterstaff. Just uh, for shits and giggles, uh, roll me a d20. Okay. 20. Oh. <laughs> Whoa. So Holy shit. if you hadn't killed this thing, that would have been death blow. Uh, the attacker rolls d20 one more time. If they roll 20 again, the target is instantly killed. <laughs> Love it. All right. Uh, so next up is Lion 3. That is going to take a swing at Alexander. Ah! <laughs> That's a 13. It doesn't hit me. No, no, no. Not today, little lion. All right, next <laughs> up is Alexander. Woohoo. Uh, I'm going to use my move action, pick up my sword, and I'm going to swing it at him. Uh, one second, let me let me check what kind of action this handship is. Uh, one action. Oh, the casting time is one action. So, are cantrips like. Can I use a cantrip as a bonus action? Depends on no. the cantrip. Usually it's not. It's, it's acid splash. Yeah, it's it an action. Says, okay, it says one action, but it does say what type of action. Yeah, just just when it says action, nothing else, it's your normal action. Alright, my standard. Okay. Yep. Uh, I will swing my sword. Uh, 14. That will hit. Woo! Damage. Uh,. Five. You need to add that plus one into your macro somehow. I do. All right. Anything else? Uh, not really. I don't have anything. Confess. All right. Next up is Adel. Cool. I'm going to move literally five feet and then throw a javelin at Lion Three. <laughs> Wait, that's damage. Sorry. That's a seven. Let's go. Did I get it, Kim? No. Tell me. It, it, flies over top of the lion's head. Is it confused at least for a little bit? It doesn't even notice. The lion playfully swats at the javelin as it goes over. <laughs> hey! Alright, line number two is up and it gets combat advantage against Juliet. So, it's gonna take a bite and the first one is an 11 and the second one is a 6, so both of those miss. Wow. Those are shit rolls. Nice. <laughs> Next up is Juliet. Cool. Let's see if I can finally hit, or if I'm just stuck forever, never hitting. Hey, at 19, I hit something. Yep, finally. For once in your life. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, there we go. 13 slashing damage. Nice. All right. Next up is uh, Lunados. Lunados is going to skip nimbly along the ground, <laughs> all the way <laughs> down here to Lion Two's butt. How how many squares was that? Nine. It's, That's uh, a lot of squares. Yep. <laughs> He's a monk. Monks get the movement. They get a lot right. of movement. 
Now, time for a two-handed quarterstaff attack with advantage. 20. All right. That's a hit. And then a bonus strike for 11. That does not. That's a miss. And Alurabas is done. Uh, what was that? Nine damage? Yes. All right. Next up is lion number three. So He's just kind of tearing Alexander apart. He's going to take a... Uh, I'm fine. He's going to take a swipe at uh, Alexander with his claw. Mm. Big, meaty claw. Delicious. And that's a nine. That's going to miss. Nice. And Alexander, you're up. Uh, I will attempt to slash him in the skull with my longsword. You're going to smash him in the skull. Long slash him. That's a hit. Uh, four damage. All right. Next up is Adel. Cool. Uh, wait, am I close enough? Let me see. Yeah. Yeah, I am. I am going to swing my greatsword. Eleven. That is going to miss. Hey, at least I'm not crit failing. Am I right? blessings. Yeah, exactly. Alright, line number two is up. It is going to take a swing at Juliet. That is a 20 for 60. Ouch. Alright. And you're up. Alright. Oh my goodness. Got advantage. 14 to hit. Oh, advantage? Looks like That's gonna be a 16 then? That's gonna hit. Uh, six damage. Alright, so you take a swing at this thing and it's kinda like rocking on its feet and staggering. It looks like it's uh, in pretty bad shape. Alright. Uh, Lunadosh, you're up. What will he do? Will he A. Swing his weapon. B. Run away. See, swing his weapon weapon in a different manner. You decide. Well, he's just going to attack the so fourteen. He's swing his weapon. Uh, fourteen, did you say? Yes. Uh, that will hit. The masses okay. of voters. nine more damage. All right, all right. Uh, describe what this looks like when you kill it. Uh, snap its spine right behind the head. Just sort of collapses on the ground. Yeah, Don't they call that the neck? Yes. But it's a giant cat. I don't know. It, just, right. okay. it screams out. Move action to go over here to make sure that other guys get advantage as well. All right, lion number three is up, and seeing that the uh, the other lion dies, it's like no fluffy guns, no. <laughs> <laughs> Why does it talk like that? <laughs> it's a cat. Yeah, it's a giant cat. What about it? All right, giant fine. cats still meow. Not really. No, they can't meow. Some it's my world, they'll meow if I fucking want them to. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Waiting on that. Alright, it's going to take a bite at uh, Alexander for uh, 15. Ah! Does that hit? For 5 yeah. damage. Uh, down to 26. What's your max tell, Shane? 38. Huh. Uh, Alexander, you're up. Ah! Long sword! That's a Three hit. damage. Ah. <laughs> Neg- with negative. Jesus, Shane. It cancels out. It, it's, <laughs> that's the problem. It's just a standard sword now. <laughs> You're just performing mediocrely. <laughs> All right. He's not that kind of character. Adel, I'm you're not. up. I'm busy right. with combat. Uh, gonna try and hit it. Let's get excited about it. Seventeen. That's a hit. Eleven. It's still standing. Oh. Oh my. Oh 
Juliet, you're up. Alright, here's the time to redeem myself. That was the time. Natural ones. Here we go. A seven, nice. Oh, you have advantage. I don't believe that. You have advantage. You're flanking. Do I? Yeah, you're flanking with Abel. I guess. Alright. Yeah, you're flanking its face. Twelve does not hit either. Thanks, boys. Uh, twelve actually <laughs> does hit. What? Are you serious? <laughs> I don't have that high of an AC, oh, you know that, right? Shit. They're super catch. How do they dodge? Six damage, that's it for me. Heavy hide. Mine's so, what does it look skin. like when uh, you kill this thing? Oh, uh... Juliet comes to support her friend, trips over a rock, and the halberd happens to <laughs> land square on between the lion's shoulders. <laughs> When you accidentally pierce its heart. Whoops. So, I guess the uh, the last kill of the combat and the episode goes to the birthday boy. Happy birthday, Blake. Thank you very much. <laughs> You're dead. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I think this is uh, where we're going to end the episode. And uh, it'll also give me a little bit more time to figure out what I'm uh, going to do with... Uh, with Tusk, because uh, your plan now is basically just to assassinate him in the night, right? Yeah. So far, I wanted to scout out the area first, but everyone's yeah, like, man. <laughs> Midnight assassination, poison. Maybe we just light them all on fire from a distance. Who knows? That doesn't yep. really make sense, but okay. <laughs> just take off and nuke it from orbit. It's the only way to be safe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's the only way. The fantasy version. We'll throw Juliet at them really hard. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Dungeons & Debacles podcast. A lot of people say this, but we really do want to hear from you. Are we shinier than a platinum piece? Or stankier than a cobalt's loincloth? Let us know what you liked and didn't like. Everything helps this make a better podcast for you. Got an idea for monsters, items, and commercials? Let us know about it. You might hear it in the show. Find us on Facebook and Twitter at Dungeons & Debacles Podcast. We also have a website where you can learn more about the characters, lore, and maps of this world. You'll also find articles about Dungeons and Dragons and a whole lot more. Just search Dungeons and Debacles Podcast. Do you think the government of Luskane is spying on you and you don't have a social media account? Then email us at dungeondebacle at gmail.com. You can also check out the theme song and all the commercials you heard on the podcast on our YouTube account. Just search Dungeons and Debacles Podcast. New episodes come out every Sunday, so check your podcast app. And now a word from this week's sponsor. Are annoying adventurers stealing your treasure and slaying ye hard on magical beasties? An expertly crafted dungeon may just be what ye need. Hell, I'm Brog Stoneshield Jr. of Stoneshield and Sons Dungeon Contractors. When me pal started this business, he had but one philosophy. Help people protect what they worked so hard to get. We have free in-tower consultations to design a lair just for ye needs. Our expert Robin Stonesmith will help ye build a dungeon of your dreams, and we can work with any budget. Spike traps, we got them. Flame pillars, no problem. Bottomless pits. We're the best in the business. Do you already have a dungeon and want to upgrade? We can help make it even more secure. 
With a combined 600 years of experience, there's no dungeon too big or too small. We do them all. Just contact Stone Shield and Sons Dungeon Contractors for all your dungeon needs. The music you heard on this episode was Action by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. You can find that license at creativecommons.org slash licenses slash buy slash 3.0.